This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here in the studio. So happy that you're here to join us and talk about this subject of health and wellness, movement, nutrition, mindfulness, mind-body medicine, all these different things, these great topics to live your best life and because you just get the one, right, yeah. Alexandra? You get the one. <laughs> we just get the one. You get so, the one. You know, the quotes that circle around like everybody, everybody dies, not mm. everyone truly lives. So true. Love that. So I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So I'm a high school biology teacher that kind of turned into a nutrition teacher uh, because I started teaching about plants and nutrition and food and w- where food comes from. Mm. And so I thought, gosh, wouldn't it be fun to just teach nutrition all year long instead of just for a month? Mm. And so I wrote a course called Physiology of Digestion, proposed it to the school, uh, the school board, the committee, and they were like, yeah, looks great. And I've been doing that for about seven years, eight years now, teaching nutrition to high school so kids. So needed, so needed. And it, it has evolved and changed so much. And as I, as I went through my own journey in nutrition, I discovered that it's not just about the food that we eat. It's about the sleep that we get. It's about uh, where exercise or movement fits into your life. It's about our mental and emotional state. Uh, and I'm learning, I've learned now through a lot of training and conferences and going to certification processes, that is really at the root core mm-hmm. of all of these changes in your life is really kind of acknowledging and getting an understanding of your mental well-being. And we're going to talk about that in mm-hmm. today's show, this mental health aspect. So I was talking to Alexandra about this amazing career that I have as an educator, as a teacher. And I, I just, I went in with a passion for biology and I love animals and I love the earth and I love plants. And, and I wanted to share this passion and this education with students. And it was fun and I still love it. But when I started teaching about health and wellness and nutrition and mindfulness and meditation and yoga and all the things that I teach in school, because of what I went through myself, mm-hmm. it really for me, you know, the opportunity to be a teacher, at that point with the knowledge that I had, I felt like it was more a responsibility. I love it. Opportunity became responsibility because how can I go and be in front of 240 teenagers every other day or every week, right? And, And thousands of kids over the course of the last 15 years and hold back this information. Mm-hmm. What a crime that would be, right? Yes. So it became a responsibility. So that's how I kind of shifted and modified my life. And so I'm here with you because I just want, I don't know, I just feel like I need a bigger classroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're here with Tate Talks. <laughs> so much good information. And we're going to talk about Right now, I mentioned the, the mental health aspect. So a, a benchmark feature, oh, before I get into that, actually, uh, join us, 760. You can call in, 760-544-TALK, which is 8255. You can email us at ihubradio.com, which the email is studio at 
iHubRadio.com. Any questions, comments, anything you want to talk about, you we can talk to you live here on the show if you have questions. Or if we don't have time, we'll definitely get back to that. Right, yeah. or, or we'll address the question at the next show. And then I'll be posting things like recipes and health documentaries and books to read, all these things on the iHubRadio.com website under Tate Talks. So if mm-hmm. you go to shows, which is kind of on the menu on the left side, Go to shows, scroll down, you'll see my logo, Tate Talks. Click on that and it'll take you to the page. They're going to be up there. They're not up there yet. They're going to be up there uh, within the next week and we'll Mm -hmm. have a bunch of great resources there for you. So make sure you check it out. So I want to talk about a benchmark feature that we call Empty Your Cup. Mm. Such a great concept, just a great idea. I love it. And I want to talk about the inspiration of that. So I was talking... (laughs) recently about um, some health documentaries and there's a new one out called Game Changers that was produced by none other than James Cameron and one of his movies that I love is my favorite movie is Avatar Hmm. the James Cameron Avatar not the airbender Avatar (laughs) and so (laughs) my students say the one with the blue people yeah the one with the blue people (laughs) which came from a dream by the way yeah if you listen to the story that James Cameron and he wrote this film, it came from a dream of his and he dreamt this movie. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was in the 90s, the technology didn't exist for him to make it the way that he felt like it needed to be made. So mm-hmm. he held off and he ended up inventing the technology, mm-hmm. which a lot of mo- motion capture, a lot of movies now are done and video games now are done with this technology that mm-hmm. James Cameron invented. Love him. So empty your cup. In the film Avatar, uh, when the you know marine gets captured by the Na'vi, which are the natives, they talk about Moat is the, the chief chiefess, and she talks to him about you know we we tried to teach other sky people, which were the humans that had invaded this planet, mm-hmm. and she says it's hard to fill a cup which is already full, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's an important thing to think about. We go through our lives with this full cup. Even teenagers, you know, I talked about this to my teenagers. They come into my classroom with a full cup, Mm -hmm. you know, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with having a knowledge of of how the world is and what it is. But sometimes you got to pour it out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to fill a cup, which is already full. So in this empty your cup, I'm going to talk about silencing your cell phones. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and our and our relationship right with our cell phones which it is a relationship mm-hmm. so i a couple things happened to me uh that led me to talk about this and to bring it up so uh, a couple years ago now i turned 40 and for my 40th i spent um, a week on Kauai, one of the hawaiian islands mm-hmm. and just before going on that trip my phone decided to just overheat all the time and the battery life would go from 100 to, to 1 in a matter of 15 minutes. And so I couldn't get it fixed before I left for this trip. And my phone is my camera. And so <laughs> while I was there, I had to basically have it on airplane mode all the time. Mm-hmm. God, it was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> no emails, no text messages, no phone calls. Mm-hmm. It was magical. It was probably one of the best trips and best experiences in my life. Um, I started intermittent fasting. I did a ketogenic diet. Um, This was kind of a springboard into 
becoming now. I'm almost the healthiest I've ever been in my entire life. Mm. And it was it was so powerful to detach. And I want to share a, a quote or a thought about detachment, you know, in this vein of mindfulness and mental health. Detachment isn't that you own nothing. Mm-hmm. It's that nothing owns you. Oh, so true. So important so to true. think about that, you know. Okay. And so in, in most of our lives, our phone owns us. Yeah. It dictates our time and how we spend it. Um, so now... I love airplane mode. <laughs> I put my phone on airplane mode. I have a set time of day, which mm-hmm. is usually around 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. It just goes on to airplane mode. Mm. And, you know, I don't need it. Like I, I put on do not disturb. Yeah. I, don't go on airplane mode, so. I mean, I'm at home. If I need to look something up, I have my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's so nice to detach. But what I mean about silencing your phones, this is a little different. This is something I started a few months ago now, is during the day, you know, I'm, my day is, is different. So if you're, if you're tied to your phone for business, if you're tied to your phone for your job. I carry three cell phones. I'm going to admit it. What? I carry, you carry three. three. I carry three. And you're retired. I'm retired. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> Are you retired three times? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so if your phone is your job, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're constantly on the phone, if you're a real estate agent, if you're like, it, uh, this obviously doesn't work for you. Uh-huh. If your job is to work with people all day and face to face, and you're not using your phone for that, then this will work for you, right? Mm-hmm. I work with small versions of people. Actually, a lot of the teenagers that I work <laughs> with are full grown. So <laughs> um, just in their bodies, not in their heads. And so with that, I put my phone on super silent, I call it. I don't even know what the phone industry calls it, but it's not on vibrate. Hmm. I put it on this type of silent where you don't even know if you're getting a phone call, you don't know if you're getting a text message or an email, privacy mode, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's still on. Mm -hmm. I'm still receiving information. I'm still connected to Wi-Fi if that's the case or data or whatever, but I'm not getting the constant notifications in my pocket, Mm -hmm. which I was getting... I don't, I don't know if there's a clinical, if there's a real term. I was getting these phantom vibrations. Yeah. They're, they're, that, that, that's, that's real, right? Phantom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I did that in my office where you get the office ringing after you leave the office. Mm, it's like, mm-hmm. is that the phone ringing? Oh, I'm at home. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I was getting these phantom vibrations. I would check my phone. Nothing was there. My mm. God, I could have sworn. I felt. And so what happened was I was becoming a slave to my phone, essentially. Mm-hmm. Every email, every social media message, every text message, every phone call, I'm teaching a class and my phone is buzzing in my pocket mm. and it, it plays on your mind. Mm-hmm. It affects your psychology and it's like many things in health and wellness. You don't realize how powerful it is until you take it away. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then, oh. you know, and then, oh. so try it. If you can afford it in your business, in your life, try it. Put your phone on that super silent mode or do not disturb or whatever. It's still, you're still going to get the calls, but you're busy. Mm-hmm. You're in a class, mm-hmm. right? You're in a meeting. You're meeting with a patient or a client. You're with your significant Be other. with that person, right? Yeah. You're with somebody. Yeah. Be with that person. Mm-hmm. Be present. And then you dictate when your phone comes out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Not because it buzzed a minute ago and you're like, oh, geez, something happened. I need to check it. Okay. You dictate that. 
so important. Try it. Try it for a week. See what it feels like. I can do it now that I'm retired. Before it was a little difficult considering. All three phones. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of in the industry. so. (laughs) (laughs) So what you'll do, and I want to talk about gratitude as well. So gratitude, so important, right? And I have a saying. And I think I I haven't seen this quote anywhere else. This is my quote. (laughs) Gratitude is your Sherpa on the mountain of mental health. Your Sherpa, your your guide, what you can hang on to. Define Sherpa. Sherpa. (laughs) So um, Sherpa is uh, kind of an expert that knows the trail, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Sherpa in many cases means somebody to carry your bags for you (laughs) because you're not strong enough or Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know the trail as well. These are the masters of the trail. You're not used to the high altitude. Right, yeah. (laughs) And so gratitude is your Sherpa. And I want to talk so much more about gratitude. I have so many amazing things to talk about you, talk with you about. Coming up, um, cold and flu season. We're in it. Yeah. Okay. We're knee deep. What is digestive leukocytosis? What? Uh huh. <laughs> That's way too big of a Science work. class. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here in the studio. So glad that you're here to join me today with my friend and producer, Alexandra. Hi. (laughs) We're talking about phones uh, and mental health. Yeah. Right? Because they're totally connected. They are. They are. We, we, we don't think they are, but they are. The, these companies make it so you can't live without them. Yeah. I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty. I've already admitted that I came from that, tech, that, that te- technology world. I yes. Think. Right? So. So. And thank you for your service <laughs> in mental health. <laughs> 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 so on the topic of phones, I just, last week, I just had a birthday. And there's something that I want to share with you that uh, those of you that know me know that I do this. And I want to tell a story. And so birthdays, depending on who you are, where in the world, for most people, and I believe that birthdays are the most important holiday to celebrate. I love my birthday. (laughs) Your birthday month? My birthday month. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And (laughs) since I was a kid, I love my birthday. Yeah. So this is still my birth month. It is. We're rocking it, it in November. <laughs> I love it. So birthdays are super important. And there's a there's something that I started doing, gosh, I don't even know how many, probably about four years ago now. Mm. Something five years ago, very traumatic, happened around my birthday. Mm. Um, my mother passed away. She was 62 uh, at yeah. the time of her passing. And she passed away 
the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I can't even tell you how hard that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very close to her. We, I raised by a single mom, my little brother and I, and it was, it was tough. It was really tough to lose her at a time where I still needed her. Mm-hmm. You know, she was an inspiration. I don't think we have a still stop needing I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so too young, um, yeah. too young. And so my birthday is a, is a challenging time in my life. Um, every year it's, it's not only it's a reminder of my connection to her mm-hmm. being born, mm-hmm. but it's a reminder of my losing her, mm-hmm. uh, her physical form. Right. And course. so I, of course, credit so much of who I am and what I am and my success to being raised by this amazing and powerful and gifted woman. So and she would be so proud of me. Right yeah, now. she would. She <laughs> would. All, everything you've told me about her. I, I agree 100 percent. And then she, you know, and you yeah. were very blessed to have her in your life very much. So so it was a birthday the birthday after so the year after losing my mom and I, I I don't know if I would have noticed this had I not had my mom not passed away on my birthday but I was receiving text messages mm-hmm. you know happy birthday happy birthday and I received a text message from my father and also from my brother mm-hmm. and sister happy birthday uh, and you know and some other great stuff too and there's nothing wrong with a text message, I believe, in text messages. But, you know, with people, you know, like my brother and my father and my sister, whom I don't talk to very often, mm-hmm. uh, my brother probably the most of everyone, I was just kind of thinking like, God, it would have been nice to hear a voice mm-hmm. and not just read a message. And so I reached out and I said, you know, I texted back because I just, I was a little, I was hurt. And I said, it would be really important to me if you called me on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And it would mean a lot. And so, and so they, my brother did. And it was fantastic. And we talked about that. And I said, please always call me on my birthday. And mm-hmm. so my dad now calls me always on my birthday. And so we, text messages are great for like, hey, you know, um, you know, can you pick this up at the store? Right. You know, <laughs> things like that. Can can we meet at three instead of two? You right. know, right. you don't don't call somebody for that. Text mm-hmm. messages are great for that, but to celebrate life mm-hmm. and celebrate and 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 have this birthday and and call somebody. So, of course, I couldn't just say it and then not do it. Right. Right. So I was like, all right, if if I find out it's somebody's birthday, which almost the only thing I use Facebook for as far as <laughs> notifications on my phone. If I, you know, I get these birthday notifications. I'm like, Ooh, I look on my phone. Do I have this person's phone number? That's awesome. <laughs> and if I do, I call them. Uh, and, and we all have time for a 30 second phone call. Yeah. And that's so, what it was. 30 yeah. Seconds. 30, seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds. You know, if you are super busy, mm-hmm. okay, call them and you say, Hey, I, it's your birthday. You know, I'm calling. I only have a few minutes mm-hmm. or a minute. I wanted to call you and say happy birthday yep. and yep. just say something really nice and special. Leave them a message. You know, I have some friends, I sing happy <laughs> birthday to them. <laughs> and so I even have students that somehow I have their phone number, you know, former students, um, you know, in their twenties now. And so I called this student, his name is Jason and I call him every year on mm-hmm. his birthday. And one year I called him later in the day and he says, I was wondering when you were going to call because that. he knows that you'll call. 
in Alexandria. We Hi. only met a couple of months ago. Yes, that's true. That's and you true. called me on my birthday. Yeah, of course. I love birthdays. So, you know, what kind of person am I not to celebrate yours? How you did know? it feel? It was amazing. I, I love calling people on their birthday. And I shared the story with you that for my mother, you know, we all race to be the first. So I call her 1201. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so I, you know, as a person who loves birthdays, I'm going to call and I'm going to wish you a happy birthday. And I do leave messages for all my friends and, yeah. and family and, you know, and whether I'm I'm not liking them at the moment or for whatever, I, it, it's still important. It's, just, it's life. Life is important. So much more coming up. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. Jason Tate here on Tate Talks. You can join the talk here, 760-544-TALK, which is 8255 you can email us, studio at ihubradio.com. Join the conversation. If you have questions, anything you want to bring up, we can answer your call and talk to you right here on the show. So I have Alexandra here, my producer. We're talking right now about birthdays, but I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit. Um, November, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Weather's changing, at least in the northern hemisphere. It changed right? a Southern little bit. Well. It changed a little bit here. <laughs> We're yeah. heading into yeah. to win- Yeah, it was cold here in Palm Springs for a week, and then temperatures came back, and we're back into the 80s and 90s. So, that yeah. being said, we're, but we we're have entering. a lot of we have a lot of tourists coming in. Oh, so yeah. we may not have that fluctuation in temperature, but we have the people fluctuating. The people are here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a very seasonal town here. So, so we are now in heading into cold and flu season. And there's so many myths around, you know, cold and flu and getting sick. And, and as a biologist uh, and as a health expert and a wellness expert, I want to talk about some of these myths and just demystify some things, um, talk about the facts and the fiction around what it takes for you to get cold or a cold or get a flu, things like that. Mm-hmm. So. I mentioned this uh, with my students. I just did a whole unit on pathology, and I'm still teaching them about bacteria and bacterial infections, but th- more about the healthy bacteria. And, you know, we, I heard this growing up as a kid, and, and uh, all my students talk about hearing this as well, as far as, you know, it's cold outside or it's cold and it's raining outside. Don't go outside without a raincoat or don't mm-hmm. go outside without a sweater. You're going to get sick. It's just simply not true. No. Temperature doesn't make you sick, you know. There's there a way for your mother to control what you are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and how you feel as far as whether or not you're cold, you you know, it's a state of mind as well, and you can kind of work your way through that. I don't want to talk about that now, but I want to talk about some of the myths around this cold and flu season and what's going on um, with that. And so, and then also provide some tips on how to beat it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I used to always get sick around mm-hmm. this time of year, always. And, you know, I would get sinus infections 
even to this day, my dad says, oh, do you have your annual sinus infection? And I don't. Hmm. And it was an annual sinus infection. Hmm. Um, and it had more to do with my diet than mm-hmm. anything else. Uh, I ate a lot of dairy growing up as a yeah. kid. Yeah. And dairy is, a, is an inflammatory food. Mm-hmm. And it really, you know, it was something clicked for me. I went to a doctor with my annual sinus infection. And he says, you know, do you drink milk? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, maybe while you're sick, you know, until you get well, maybe just not drink it. And then after you get all better, you can drink it again. Mm-hmm. And to me, that kind of something clicked like, wait a minute, that, what's the logic in that? Like, it's not healthy when I'm sick. Hmm. Then how is it healthy when I'm well? Hmm. <laughs> so listening to your body and listening to what works for you. Now, there are some people that can handle dairy. Most people cannot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for most people, dairy is super inflammatory and it's just not good for you. Um, I can't I handle talk it. Talk about that in another show. I love it. I absolutely love <laughs> it. Oh, it's yummy it. for sure. Right. It's super yummy. Yeah. So fact versus fiction. Temperature doesn't make you sick. Water doesn't make you sick. So if it's raining or snowing, okay, it doesn't make you sick. So what does cold temperature do that kind of contributes to disease or the spread of disease? Well, in some cases, people tend to be indoors more. Mm-hmm. they're closer together for warmth or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing indoor activities versus outdoor activities, and there is not as much air, breeze, wind, whatever. So and Windows are shut. And right. Doors are shut. And, and we get sick, we get illness from pathogens. Okay, a pathogen is a, a living thing or a particle because viruses are not alive. A pathogen is a living thing or a particle that can cause disease and or death in individuals and there are five pathogens okay mm-hmm. bacteria there most bacteria are healthy they're beneficial they're great for you there's a few that kind of give bacteria a bad name <laughs> <laughs> so there are some pathogenic bacteria there are viruses which are non-living particles and there's some good viruses we all have some good ones there are parasites mm-hmm. fungi mm-hmm. and protists mm-hmm. and probably the most famous of all pathogenic protists would be malaria, mm-hmm. which is a protozoan, uh, an animal-like um, protist. So these are the five pathogens. So you have to come into contact with a cold virus to get a cold, right. not because it's cold outside. <laughs> All right. So there's that. Let's kind of empty the cup a little bit and let that just sink in. <laughs> you have to come Please. into contact. Thanks. Now, the good news is, and I don't know if it's good news or bad news, but you are in contact with these pathogens all year long, hmm. all year long, because you're around people and people are, you know, sharing. And I work in a classroom, right? Oh Talk God, about yeah. as a Petri dish of disease. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people bringing all their pathogens oh. into the school, into the classroom, from home, from all their friends, from, from their siblings, from their schools. Like I work in probably an environment that has the most pathogens you could possibly put into one place okay. other than working in hospitals and things like that where people go when they're sick mm-hmm. so with that in mind I want you to think about something is there a time of year where you tend to sleep a little less is there a time of year when stress levels are much higher than another time of year is there a time of year when you're exposed to more pastries and cookies and cakes and pies and ice cream and, and candy. Eggnog. 
and eggnog. <laughs> Love eggnog. <laughs> Is there a time of year when you're getting less sleep, more stress, eating not that great, and you're exercising a little less because maybe it's colder outside and you don't want to be outside when it's cold or mm. you know you're just not quite making it to the gym you're working a lot harder you've got the end of the year you got it's now mm-hmm. it's that time we have family stress we have work stress we have all these things so you combine all of these factors together and what it does is it depresses the immune system oh, okay so you're exposed to these pathogens all year long when you're in an immunocompromised state during this time of year mm-hmm now they can get a foothold. Now they can proliferate inside your body because you've allowed them to. You. Not because you are now all of a sudden exposed to them. Not because you didn't wear a coat. Right. Not because you didn't <laughs> wear a coat. So think about the time of year when it's not cold and flu season, spring and summer, right? Mm-hmm. You tend to be less stressed. Mm-hmm. You're outside more, more active. There aren't cookies and pies and cakes and... Uh, you know, ice cream and Thanksgiving meals and, and holiday cookies, like all of that stuff is not available then right. as much as it is available now. Right. There's no deadlines. There's no stressors as far as family get together, that type of stress. It's a less stressful time, tend to get more sleep. Kids can sleep more. You know, they've got summer break, that type of thing. So just understand your body is amazing and it wants to be healthy and it wants to be well. What are you doing to basically handicap your body? Hmm. You've got to think about that. So some tips, okay? This season isn't going to go away. The pies and cookies and cakes and all that stuff, it's not going to go away. It's still going to be there, right? Hmm. The alcohol, all these things that happen during this time of year, it's still there. Where you can go, where you can really do a better job so that you don't get sick because nobody wants to be handicapped and be sick and miss work and do all that stuff. Mm. You need to set some boundaries, okay? You're going to go to holiday parties. Great, go to the holiday parties before you go. And even when you get there, make a promise to yourself. I'm just gonna have one drink, okay, if it's alcohol. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's one thing you can do. Because once you've had a couple, and I have friends, we talk about this. Mm-hmm. Once you've had a couple or three. You're hungry. Right? Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, an alcohol, tend, it makes us crave carbs. Yes. <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to be like, uh, I know I said I was only going to have one cookie or one slice of pie, but it's good. <laughs> and I'm hungry. I'm going to have some more. <laughs> so you've got to set healthy boundaries. Okay. I'm not saying go there and just, you know, stand there and eat carrots. Mm. You know, have one. You know, be part of the process, be, have fun, mm-hmm. but really set some healthy boundaries for yourself. And you've got another holiday party the next week. If you're not careful, you're going to put yourself in a really bad spot and you're going to depress and, and compromise your immune system. And all of these pathogens you're exposed to all the time, they're going to get you. And then you've got to recover. And, th- and the whole recovery process takes longer than we think, especially if you add antibiotics to it. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to talk about that in probiotics in future shows because you're then now destroying your healthy gut bacteria mm-hmm. and you've got to repopulate them as well. So, so set some healthy boundaries. This time of year, really make a hard commitment to getting at least good sleep, if not a little bit extra. You set the boundary on when you sleep and when you go to bed. You need to do that. And if you have trouble getting to sleep, 
do your research. Mm-hmm. Find ways to do consider that a problem yeah. and attack it. Uh, as I shared with you, right? what my doctor made me do. Right. Uh, you know, when I was in, in the center of my career, I couldn't sleep, turn off, no television. Not mm-hmm. turn off, no television mm-hmm. in the bedroom. No, I didn't even have a side light. No, no lamp on my, my side table, no books, no mm-hmm. computer, no phone, no pagers. That's how old I am. Um, nothing. I could not sleep. And, and it, that was the only way. That was the only way. It took that kind of drastic right. mood right. Uh, move to, to get me to sleep. And you have to adjust. You it's so important. Mm-hmm. This is when our body has its best chance to kind of fight off. You know, that's why when you're sick, all you want to do is sleep when mm-hmm. you're really sick. Your yeah. body knows what it needs. So give it that ahead of time. Establish some healthy sleep patterns. Knowing that this is the time of year where more people, okay, this is cold and flu season. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. Mm-hmm. And more people are running around with disease, active disease. Mm-hmm. So you're exposed to it even more. You need to arm yourself, okay? Get healthy Wash your sleep. hands more. Wash your hands Wash more. Wash your hands more. Wash your hands yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that you need to do is making sure that you're eating the foods of nature, right? I talked about it with Joe's show. Eating the foods of nature, primarily raw, unprocessed, plant-based foods. Hmm. Because when you're eating raw, unprocessed, plant-based foods, you're getting essential minerals, vitamins, even essential amino acids, which are the proteins. You're getting things that are going to help your immune system. And the immune system begins in your gut. Mm. This is the beginning of our immune system. This is the beginning of our feelings and our emotions, our gut bacteria. So you want to feed them healthy food, which Mm. are called prebiotics. So, and I say raw because, and I I have to talk about this, um, when you cook your foods around 120 degrees, it's lower for vitamin C. When you get your foods up to 120 degrees, the vitamins disintegrate and they're gone. So your vegetable stews and and soups, they're really good. They're great. Good for minerals. Mm -hmm. Minerals stick around, but the vitamins, bye-bye. Well, even peeling them, right? We right. talked about that during the break. Even yeah. peeling them, eat the skins. Eat the skins, and they're yummy. Carrots. You know, you know I never beets, see you know potatoes. a lion sitting on the side peeling potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Lions don't eat potatoes. <laughs> well, <laughs> they don't peel their vegetables. Animals don't peel their vegetables, <laughs> and they're healthy. <laughs> More about raw foods. Stay with us. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. Tate here talking about health and wellness and raw versus cooked foods. I want to just kind of finalize what I was talking about there and, and say that when you're eating raw, unprocessed foods, you're getting the most out of it. Okay, so one thing I like to say is to my, all my students, I say eat as close to nature as possible. This is healthy all the time, mm-hmm. but when you are, if you do come down with a cold or a flu in this time of year, you really have to go there, okay? The McDonald's diet, even the Starbucks, like 
the ramen soup. You know, everyone's like, what do you eat when you're sick? Ramen soup? No. Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> Have God. you looked at the Not ingredient label on that thing? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, there's... There's dozens. Make your own vegetable soup. It's not hard to do. Mm-mm. So, mm. and, and then eat raw, unprocessed plant foods. They come with living enzymes. They come with probiotics. They come with these vitamins and minerals that your body needs. And it needs so much more, mm-hmm. especially when you're sick. Okay? So. Yeah, my grandmother always said, the tree is the best refrigerator. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that was my grandmother's <laughs> because you you. You know, you don't pick the fruit until you're ready to eat, and it stays good yeah. for a long time. So. And grow a garden, even yeah. a small one. Okay, I ki- I kill cacti, <laughs> but how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell it in a different show. <laughs> but um, but one thing I have found is that every single friend that you have, and I assure you, you will you have this friend, is an amazing amazing gardener got one yeah you, you always have one that's my brother by the so way. my brother is an agronomist he's unbelievable there you go yeah. so latch on to those people <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and usually people who have gardens grow more food than they can eat yes um, i have a small garden so it's just about what i can eat so don't come to me <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about what moves you? This is the benchmark feature in this segment right now. What moves you? So in, in this, in the vein of movement and exercise, and, and so important, I, would, I just want to give you a simple tip and something to kind of add to your routine. So we all go out and run errands. We all go to the grocery store, and we look for that parking spot as close to the front door as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Why? You've got a shopping cart. Right. If you have heavy stuff, you don't have to carry it super far. So at, you know, at least here in America, you've got handicap parking, Mm -hmm. which is near the front. And I get that. Right. Your handicap. Yeah. Be closer to the store. So and and I actually heard this from my friend, Dr. Joe Sugar, who was here on last week's show. He said they should have a part in a spot in the parking lot or an area in the parking lot that is healthy parking. And you know where that. that would be? at the back back. (laughs) (laughs) right and so here in palm springs where it's hot and sunny right i think it would be great if stores had a healthy parking zone Mm -hmm. and maybe they painted them green Mm -hmm. and they planted the biggest trees for the most shade to really lure people to park in those spots yeah it's crazy wouldn't that be cool they seek out this tree i didn't learn this until (laughs) until you moved here until i was i I was six months in (laughs) in the desert and they're like and and my sister told me, it's like, you know, you find this tree and you park there. And I'm like, why? And she's like, you bought a black car with black oh. seats. You'll find out. <laughs> cooking. <Yeah. laughs> now we're cooking. <laughs> yeah. So park far away, farther away than you normally would and walk to the store. We all struggle with getting our steps. You know, if mm-hmm. you count your steps, the average American gets less than 2,000 steps a day. Um, Europeans... They're amazing. Yeah. You know, I've spent a few, few weeks in Italy. It's changing. Is it getting worse? It's sad. It's, uh, you know, uh, I, I can speak from experience. My whole family's there, as you know. But it's it's changing. It's, oh, it's... it's, it's They're still better than They Americans. are still better. <laughs> still better. Yeah, they are. So park a little further away. Walk in. Get over the VIP mentality. Yeah. Yeah, I call it the VIP. I want to get that first parking spot. It's, and I'm you get less VIP. door dings. Way back there. Yeah, you do. Which is a benefit. Yeah, you and I know with our cars. Yeah, right. You get less door yeah. dings. Yeah. Nobody around you. 
uh, unless everyone latches onto this and we get, you <laughs> know, 100,000 listeners. And <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, it would be really cool if stores in sunny areas had the best shade where they did covered parking at the back and they called it healthy parking. I love that. Right? I love that idea. One more. Okay. So if you live somewhere, you've got to go upstairs mm-hmm. to get to your apartment or whatever. Do it twice. Every time. Do it twice. Yeah. Hmm. Meaning you get to your home. You go to walk up to your door, walk up to your door, set your bags down, right? If you've got bags, mm-hmm. touch the doorknob, mm-hmm. go back down to the bottom of the stairs, hmm. go back up again, and then go inside. Do that, and you've doubled the amount of steps in the course of a week or month or day even, right? So mm-hmm. these little things, getting some more movement into your life, super important, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. I did that at work when I worked in Manhattan. I took the stairs. Yeah, do them twice. Yeah. No, not twice. <laughs> You don't do that in New York. Look at you like you're weird. New Yorkers get their 10,000 <laughs> steps. I know that. <laughs> so that, you know, I even had three times. Uh, it depends. You know, if you have 10 steps, right, to get up to your door, yeah. do it three times. Amazing, the benefits. Mm-hmm. So I'm not asking you to buy a gym membership, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to go for a run, which I'll mm-hmm. talk about in another show. But just just add a little bit more to your routine, mm-hmm. do the healthy parking, take a few more steps. The green parking. The green parking, <laughs> yeah, with extra shade. There you, go. <laughs> you know what you have to watch out for? Watch Speaking that. of black cars, and <laughs> somebody, it doesn't matter what color car you have, parking where there's sprinkler overspray. I learned that the hard way. Oh, oh it costs me money. Costs, it oh, costs you. it costs me money. So yeah, this please. This water here is harsh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> please. If you, yeah, if you, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to say thank you to John, station manager here at iHub. Thank you to Alexandra, my producer. Thank oh, you so I much. We're having fun. We are. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. And I want to thank you yeah. for listening. This yes. is this is great. I, I have so much fun sharing this information. And, and if I can inspire you to just do one thing different that positively benefits your health and you share it with somebody else and you keep sharing it, this spider web effect. Yeah, I love, love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> On next week's show, we're going to talk about your VIA character strengths. You've got to go to viame.com. There's a free survey there. It just takes a few minutes. Uh, There's a youth survey. I do this one with my students. I've recommended it to other teachers. I'm going to talk about decoding these 24 character strengths and how to really kind of hone in on your top character strengths and find more meaning and purpose in your life, Mm -hmm. which benefits your health so much. We're trying to put the link up on our website, too. We'll put the link up on the page. Uh, Next week, I have a guest. A friend of mine, her name is Bronwyn. She's a yoga instructor, but she was also in TV Hmm. before that. So she is familiar with all of this. We're going to have so much fun talking about yoga, talking about movement and health uh, and where yoga came from. Talk about some healthy holiday recipes. Yes. Yes. Yes, I need that. that. Oh, I need that. (laughs) That are still good. You know, they taste delicious. Healthy doesn't have to mean, you know, choke it down. Right. I'm talking healthy like you can't get enough. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you piqued my curiosity now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to talk about the science of movement and really what's going on when you move and how it benefits your brain and your mental health. Thank you. 